Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I am your co-host, Mandy McEwen. Look, getting the attention of decision makers isn't easy, especially in 2022. And when your decision makers are in the C-suite, it makes it even more challenging to get their attention. I mean, these people are busy, the busiest of them all. So if you're actually going to capture their attention, you have to stand out in the sea of impersonal LinkedIn and mails and cold emails. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. How to get the attention of C-suite decision makers. This is Digital Marketer. Hey guys. Hey everyone, I'm Mark DeGrasse. How many times have you asked a caller how they heard about your business? With CallRail's call tracking platform, you'll know the answer before you even pick up the phone. And when you know which advertising campaigns are making your phone ring, you can measure their successes and optimize your marketing strategy. You'll get a clear picture of how well each of your marketing channels is working, so you can optimize your strategy for the best possible ROI. You'll also gain valuable insights that can help you improve customer service and turn more leads into lifelong customers. You select unique call tracking numbers to assign to each campaign or listing so you can compare the performance of one message or strategy to another. No matter which number they use, the call rings directly into your main business phone. Try CallRail free for 14 days at callrail.com slash digital marketer. This is callrail.com slash digital marketer. So people are busy, right? We're busy. You're busy. I'm busy. Professionals are busy. We are busy people, especially the C-suite. I mean, they are bombarded every single day with emails and LinkedIn messages, and they have a ton on their plates. Most of them have too much on their plates. Most of them are stressed out and have a lot going on. So if you are trying to reach out to these people and you don't have anything that stands out, that is personalized, that seems intriguing to them, you have zero shot at getting a response. So what you have to do is stand out by tailoring the message specifically for them. Even if you didn't write it specifically for them, they need to believe that you did. So the best way to do this is to use your ideal customer profile data, your ICPs, to craft messaging that works for that specific ICP. So we all have different buyer personas. Each of those buyer personas, those ICPs, they have different pain points and different needs, different things that are important to them. So if you are executing on outbound campaigns and you're trying to get in front of C-suite decision makers and you are blasting the same message to all of your ICPs, it's probably not going to work the greatest. You're probably going to be disappointed in the results. So what you want to do is look at that data, that customer profile data, and figure out what is going to get them to respond. What's going to get them to say, hmm, this sounds interesting. What's going to get them to look at you as someone who could potentially help them and not just another slimy, skeezy salesperson trying to sell them. And so there are a couple of ways you can do that. One is by 
taking everything and dialing it back, slowing it down a little bit. So if you are going after a list of accounts, so ABM marketing, you have a list of companies that you want to target, you get the decision makers names, you can either use that, you can use LinkedIn for that, you can use Zoom info, there's lots of ways to figure out the decision makers and, and who you are trying to get in front of and, and find those names and contact information. And then you want to make sure to compile the pain points and the customer data in different buckets. And then you can craft messaging for each of those people. So you can do it manually where you are personally um, saying something that is specific to that individual customer or individual person, or you can do this in a more automated way that whatever you are saying in your outreach messaging fits for a certain bucket of people slash companies. Okay. So let me give you a couple of examples of this. For one, C-suite decision makers are easiest to reach via email and via LinkedIn. So when you combine both LinkedIn and email, you're going to dramatically increase your chances of actually getting a decision maker to reply to you. So here's an example of what you can do on the email front, on the bulk email front. So for starters, uh, we like to use the software Mailshake that integrates with Google Mail, and we use that for our cold email outreach um, platform, just FYI, uh, Mailshake. There are several amazing cold email platforms. Um, you can choose whatever one you like. So what you wanna do on the more automated version is create messaging that can work for a specific bucket of personas. And then you wanna craft that messaging to seem like it's personal. It is kind of personal, kind of not. And then you wanna start sending that out in a sequence. So I like to start with sequences of three in my cold email outreach, and then um, see what happens from there, and then potentially uh, start up another sequence, respond to people manually, personally, and then also send a LinkedIn connection request in the middle of these sequences. So just FYI. Now, the first email you want to send, what works well is using the subject line, first name, your name, connect. So for example, John, and then the little, you know, symbols, Mandy, connect. So anything that has their first name in it and is looking like it's a personal message, right? You could even do your LinkedIn profile or yeah, your LinkedIn or something like that. Anything that seems like it's more personal and not a blog post, <laughs> it works for a subject line. So I chuckle there because I work with a lot of companies and, and we do a lot of email marketing consulting and, and rewriting outbound emails for companies. And a lot of them have subject lines that look like blog posts. So whatever you do, do not put a subject line in your LinkedIn in-mail or your emails that look like a blog post. You, you don't want that. You want it to seem like you are personally reaching out to these people and you want to connect with them. You saw their LinkedIn profile, whatever. And then you can start into the email. You came across their website. You came across their profile. Love what you're doing at company ABC. After perusing, I found that, and then insert whatever you found. So if this is something that could work for multiple companies, you could say, I found that your homepage isn't as SEO friendly as it could be. 
I found that your team's LinkedIn profiles are missing the basic elements required to land more meetings. I found that your Google ad is missing XYZ. Okay, so whatever it is that you are trying to promote, whatever specific service you are trying to promote, fill in that sentence based on that. So you were looking at their Facebook page and you noticed XYZ. I was looking at your contact page and I noticed ABC. I was checking out your sales team's LinkedIn profiles and I noticed ABC. So that sentence needs to come across that you were genuinely looking at their stuff and you came across this. Now, whether or not you were or not is a different story, but you can do this in a way that, you know, portrays that you were actually looking at their stuff. And then if they respond, you need to go and actually look at it. So this is kind of the sneaky way to do it, but it's still a million times more effective than just blasting out some spammy email to a bunch of different people that fit different ICPs. So this works well when you bucket your prospects together and you have a sentence that says you were looking at something and you noticed X. And then you can go on to say, I think you'd be surprised what happens with a few simple XYZ tweaks. And then you can introduce yourself. My name is Mandy McEwen and I'm the founder of Luminetics and Mod Girl Marketing. Over the last decade, I've been mastering the art of leveraging LinkedIn social selling to exceed revenue goals in the enterprise tech space. And then I go on to say, there are so many opportunities for your company, whatever the company name is, to capitalize on the power of LinkedIn. I have a few ideas. I'm happy to share them in a quick 15 minute chat. What day works best for you? So I just kind of walked you through the anatomy of a cold email that works really well. And you can use this concept to craft your own messaging. You can also do this with LinkedIn in-mails. However, what works better is when you send a connection request to these C-suite individuals. Instead of sending an in-mail on LinkedIn, go ahead and send them a custom LinkedIn connection request. Now, I just did an episode for the Digital Marketer Podcast on Modern Networking 101 and how to actually get results from uh, modern networking in 2022. So if you have not yet listened to that, go and check that out as I think it will give you some great context for this episode. So the key here is to send them a a LinkedIn connection request, but you want to engage with them ahead of time. So if you want to get the attention of C-suite decision makers, try to engage with their content, whether they are active on LinkedIn or Twitter. Usually those are the two that we're looking at here in the B2B space, LinkedIn or Twitter, or possibly even their Instagram, if they are active and they have a public Instagram account. So what you want to do is you want to try to engage with their content before you even send anything, before you send an email, before you send a connection request. So engage with their content. If they aren't posting content, look to see if they're commenting on things. If they're commenting on things, engage with those comments like and respond to their LinkedIn comments. So whatever you can do to get on their radar before you reach out, the better chances you have at them actually responding to your outreach messaging. So send a custom LinkedIn connection request, mentioning whatever content you saw of them, toot their horn, make them feel special, make them feel good, make them realize that you actually are a human being and not a robot. So the strategy I'm telling you here does combine some automation with some manual. Now, of course, you can 100% go about this the manual way with zero automation. You can send personalized emails to everyone and personalized LinkedIn connection requests. I, I still think that you need to 
personalize and manually use LinkedIn anyway, as automation isn't nearly as effective as it was, you know, a short time ago. So I still recommend you always, you know, use the manual old school way on LinkedIn, but email, you can, you can definitely try to combine the power of um, automation and, and personalize it. And then of course, if you have a smaller um, list that you're going after, I would 100% customize all of that. I would try to find something specific about them on their LinkedIn profile that stood out to you or something that they were a part of at um, the company. You know, I saw the initiatives that you led at company ABC regarding X, Y, and Z. And I think it's brilliant. So anything that you can do to compliment them and make them realize that you did your homework, the better off you are at people responding. I have been sending cold emails for years. I am actually in the middle of a campaign right now. And I get responses all the time from people that say, I rarely respond to these. Even when I'm on Zoom calls with people, they tell me, I rarely hop on Zoom calls from an email like what you sent me, but something was intriguing and I wanted to learn more. I get that all the time. So when you stand out and you personalize things and you make it seem like you did your homework and you genuinely want to help them, you're going to stand out. Um, What doesn't work with the C-suite is making a blanket type of email that just talks about you, your service, and then asking if you can help. The more you can talk about them, the better. But of course, you do have to weave in you and your company and your credibility in that email or they won't respond. So you do have to kind of hype up the fact that, you know, you are the master at doing ABC, whatever it is that you're trying to promote. And then what I like to do in my signature is I put, you know, my name, Mandy McEwen, Luminetics, which is my agency, my uh, LinkedIn agency. And then next to it, I say founder and CEO. And then below that, I say named top 24 B2B marketer by LinkedIn. And then I put my website and then our 800 number. So I don't even have a headshot in this cold email. I don't have any like social icons. It's all text. And my credibility factor there is that I have the named top 24 BDB marketer by LinkedIn. And then I have my website below that. So that helps build the trust and authority. If you guys don't have something like that, that's completely fine. And your email, you need to, you know, convince them why you are the master and why they should respond to you. So I kind of did it both ways. Um, I have that you know, in my signature, the top 24 BB marketer by LinkedIn, but I also have in the email itself over the last decade, I've been mastering the art of leveraging LinkedIn social selling to exceed revenue goals in the enterprise tech space. So you do want to talk a little bit about yourself, but that should be at the end. Um, The beginning should be more about them and why you're reaching out to them. So, you know, if you tell people why, if you give people a reason why you're reaching out, that always goes over a lot better than if you were to just, you know, come out of the gate and start going into it right away. And so that's why I like this concept of saying, you know, this is why I'm reaching out because after perusing, I found that you were missing X, Y, and Z. And I think you'd be surprised what happens when you make a few simple tweaks to X, Y, and Z. Then you go into my name is first name, last name, and I'm the founder of your company name. And then you go into it, you know? So this works really well. Now you also have to know your target audience though, because there are a lot of C-suite professionals who would rather see the, the what more than the benefits. So for example, some technical executives that are um, on the IT side of things and, and super technical, they think that the details of your solutions are just as important as the benefits. So they want the nitty gritty details of of what it is exactly that you do differently, what it is that would benefit them. So every 
target market is different. And this is why it is so key that you guys drill down and know everything there is to know about your customer, about what they are going through, their pain points, not just as an organization, but as an individual, as a C-suite executive, like what do they have on their plate and how can you help them? At the end of the day, how can you make them look good to their boss? How can you help speed up their personal success by, you know, providing these solutions to them. So this is what works with the C-suite right now. If you can engage with them ahead of time and come from a place of value and show that you're a real human being that genuinely wants to help and you personalize all of your outreach, uh, you're going to go a long way. What you don't want to do is blend in like everyone else and just send boring salesy type of messaging and impersonal outreach uh, because they're just going to ignore that. So I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please share it and let us know. And we can continue uh, giving you some awesome tips on how to get in front of your decision makers. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you soon. Now, how you keep the attention of these decision makers is a whole other topic. And we can go into that um, in another episode. But in short, you want to have valuable content that you're posting on a consistent basis. And you want to get these people into your network wherever you're posting that content. So for example, everyone who responds to me in my cold email outreach, I send them a custom connection request on LinkedIn. And I say, hey, Bill, we've been conversing via email and I would love to connect with you here via LinkedIn as well. Or, hey, Bill, we've briefly chatted via email and I would enjoy connecting with you here also. And that is how you get them in your network. So for me, I use email and LinkedIn primarily um, for all of my outbound um, efforts. And then, of course, I am huge on content marketing. Um, If you're not following me on LinkedIn, go do that. Mandy McEwen on LinkedIn. I post loads of valuable content. And so this helps me stay top of mind also. So not every person that you get in touch with that responds is going to buy and sign up for your services right away. That's not realistic. Um, people are in different buyer journeys and different cycles. And when you can stay top of mind by either adding them, you know, asking them to subscribe to your newsletter or asking, you know, connecting with them on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or wherever they hang out. This is key, you know, make sure that you're meeting them uh, where they hang out. So we're talking about C-suite decision makers here. 99% of the time um, out of a hundred, I'm going to tell you LinkedIn uh, followed by Twitter. So you want to make sure that you have content that's going out that they can see. And so you stay top of mind and you have valuable content that speaks to their pain points, helps them, shows them what they could be doing, um, paints that picture from where they are now to where they need to be and how they can get there. And you're posting this content consistently. Um, I highly recommend posting videos so they feel like they get to know you more. Um, Video is ideal for building that rapport with people and then having them, you know, wanting to actually reach out because they remember you when the time comes, when they're ready to actually buy and enlist in your services. So when you have content that speaks to them and you're posting it consistently and they're in your network, your LinkedIn network, wherever, that is going to dramatically increase your chances of those decision makers reaching out to you when the time is right. So I highly encourage you, if you're not already, to you know start leveraging these tactics, these outbound tactics, and then start posting valuable content and then adding all of your prospects to your network wherever you're posting this content, uh, preferably LinkedIn, and then you can stay top of mind that way. So 
I hope you found these tips helpful on how to get the attention of C-suite decision makers in 2022 and beyond. Um, if you did, please let us know. Please share this episode. Um, I have several more episodes on this topic in the works. And if there's anything we could do to help you with this, um, let us know. Thanks so much. And I will be talking to you soon. Hey, DM listeners, are you wanting to stay on the cutting edge of what's working when it comes to running paid ads? We don't always talk about it on the Digital Marketer podcast because we actually have another show just for that. It's called Perpetual Traffic, and it's hosted by Facebook ads expert Ralph Burns and Google ads master Kasim Aslam. The show is refreshingly hilarious and equally as informative. You can go to perpetualtraffic.com to listen, or you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.